0: You're listening to another hope filled podcast from life. For more information about our church, visit lifenz.org. It's my privilege to bring the word this morning. I'm so excited about it. I. Um, I love the Word of God, I love being able to come and, and talk about Jesus and talk about everything that He's done in our lives and what He can do in your life, so I'm very excited about what I have to share this morning, And but a really big happy Mother's Day, I've got my mum here somewhere, I thought she was in the first service, so I was speaking to some random person in the first service, I don't know who I was, but thank you mum for being amazing, she came up to me just before service and she made me this little bookmark for Mother's Day. I know, how cute is that? So she's very cool, my mum's very cool. I love ringing my mum to tell her any news that's going on because it's always so exciting for her. I get the best response from her. So happy Mother's Day mum and just lovely to have you here and I love you. And it's my sister as well, I've got my amazing sister here as well and she's doing motherhood on her own now so I just want to say you're an incredible, incredible mum. I respect and love you so much as well. So. But a really big shout out, yeah, give it up for my amazing girls in my life. Big shout out though to all the amazing women who whatever impact you've had whether um, you're a a mum or or whether you just have influence in people's lives you're so important you're so important and I do want to acknowledge those who I know for some Mother's Day can be a really difficult day because it might be that you've lost a child it might be that you can't have children it might be that you've lost your own mum and so Mother's Day can often bring some, some different emotions for you so I pray that the Holy Spirit will be your strength that he'll be your comfort At this time, and that he'll bring you some understanding in this season that you are walking through at this time. But um, we, um, yeah, Mother's Day obviously is a day when we get to celebrate and get to thank our mums and we show gratitude to our mums. So Across our campuses, we are bringing a word around thankfulness and living a lifestyle of gratitude. And I personally am very passionate about this topic. It's something that changed my life. Um, A number of years ago, I had this revelation of what it is to live a life of gratitude. And can I say that probably other than getting saved, the experience of salvation, this, this revelation of how to live a lifestyle of gratitude has changed my life so significantly. Okay, so my prayer is that by the end of this message, that you will have grasped the same revelation, that all of us will walk out of here and know the importance and the power of living with a grateful life, okay? So we'll jump straight into the Word. Uh, I'm going to be reading from Luke chapter 17. This is the scripture that we'll be working from for the morning. And uh, so it's verse 11. If you've got your Bibles, you can turn there. All right. Jesus travelled on toward Jerusalem and passed through the border region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered one village, ten men approached him, but they kept their distance, for they were lepers. And they shouted to him, Mighty Lord, our wonderful Master, won't you have mercy on us and heal us? When Jesus stopped to look at them, he spoke these words, Go to be examined by the Jewish priests. So they set off and they were healed while walking along the way. One of them, a foreigner from Samaria, when he discovered that he was completely healed, turned back to find Jesus, shouting out joyous praises and glorifying God. And when he found Jesus, he fell down at his feet and he thanked him over and over, saying to him, you are the Messiah. This man was a Samaritan. So where are the other nine, Jesus asked. Weren't there 10 who were healed? They all refused to return to give thanks and give glory to God, except you, a foreigner from Samaria. Then Jesus said to the healed man lying at his feet, arise and go. It was your faith that has made you well. All right. So here we find 10 men who uh, were lepers and they were all unwell and all sick. And they all came to Jesus asking for healing. And there was only one of them that returned and thanked Jesus. So can I encourage you, first and foremost, church, that God is looking for a people who are coming and returning and are doing an about-face and who are willing to return for every, whatever is going on in their lives. They're willing to come back and be thankful to Him and for Him and for what, the privilege of what He has given us in our lives, okay? Uh, some years ago, we went through a really particularly difficult season as a family, and we lost my uh, wonderful brother-in-law who to cancer, and uh, he was very dear to us. He was an amazing guy, and it it, it um it, we, we left you know it left us heartbroken. And um, can I say I was really rocked by that experience? I was rocked in so many different ways, and. During that season, at the same time, God seemed to be stripping so many other areas away in our, in our lives, or in my life particularly. I just felt like so many things were being challenged. And who knows that when it rains, it pours, right? Have we all been through some of those seasons where it just seems to be, it's like, oh, God, what else do you want to throw at me here? <laughs> and, um, you know, I, that, during that pain of, 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 I guess, of tragedy and trauma, I was really left numb and, I guess, left really wondering, Um, And asking and questioning But it was in that place of pain and questioning That God took me on the journey And I had the privilege of discovering This life-changing value of being thankful And what it can do in our lives Which we're going to talk through this morning And it's from, um, you know, out of that scripture of Luke 17 So during that season I stumbled across a book Called A Thousand Gifts And this book challenged me to write A list of a thousand things that I was thankful for So I started writing this list, and it took me months. It took me a really long time. But by the time that I got to the end of this list, I had everything that you can possibly imagine um, everything from all those big things in our lives, you know, in terms of the, God, the fact that I'm in relationship with Jesus, that I have my salvation, that I have an amazing family, um, you know, all those beautiful things, those the big rocks. And then also the little things that started, you know, that you start seeing when you start looking for it and you start being thankful. So I was... You know, I was actually reading through that list the other day. So it was a whole, a whole lot of things. Whether it was, um, I had like monkey cuddles from the kids. You know, when they jump up on you and they wrap your legs around you, they can't do that now. They're way too big. <laughs> way too big so I probably didn't say we have a 17 year old daughter who uh, she's just turned 17 and um, she's beautiful she just went to her first ball last night which was amazing I know like who's been through the first ball experience yeah pretty cool Um, and then and then we have a a son called Ezra who's just turned is about to turn 15 so yeah they can't give me monkey monkey cuddles now it's the other way around I'll be jumping up on them (laughs) Uh, but you know, all, all these all sorts of things, whether it was, like fresh cushions on my couch, whether um, I had in there is like falling asleep in bed with holding hands with Campbell while we got, fall off to sleep. You know, like you start listing listening all these things. I actually had in there, I had, I'm thankful for my wrinkles, as it means that I'm living a good life. I must have lots of smiley wrinkles. Um, I don't know that I'm quite so thankful for that now. This was a few years ago I wrote right? these, and now I've got even more. So, but you know, you just, you you've got you to gotta look at the bright side of everything right so um, yeah you name it and then Ezra doing happy jumps down the street you know those jumps where you're like oh, I can't I can't do it but you know those <laughs> where you click your heels together yeah I really can't do it uh, this white girl can't jump <laughs> yeah um, but there's yeah, happy jumps. But it was all those things where you start recording, you start appreciating, seeing your kids dancing in the rain, whatever I had, you know, I had all these millions of things listed. Can I tell you by the end of these months and months of diligently recording these things that I loved? Um, nothing had changed externally for me, absolutely nothing, but everything had changed internally can I say that again? Nothing had changed internally, but everything had changed internally for me. I had gone from focusing on those things that I felt like had been taken away and those things that perhaps had created a mundaneness in life or um, a routine in life where you get a little bit, you know, just life can become routine and a little bit boring. And I, instead of focusing on those things, I started to focus on the things that God has placed in my life. And it's still the everyday things. But you realise that there is a beauty in the simplicity that God has given to us when we start appreciating them. Um, And that that has remained true for me right to this very day. It was some years ago that I did this, but it's remained true. And the reason that that I now live this very happy life as a result you know still so often I'll, I'll jump in my car and I thank God for my car that I can get from A to B um, he I had a friend the other day going Coral about time you upgrade your car it's looking really old and he was just teasing me and I was like I oh, know I know but I you know I'm so thankful for it that it's like I don't really think about having to replace it you know um, I thank God every time I drive up to my house I thank God that I have a home that keeps us warm, that we can have the presence of God resides in, that we, we are building our family in. And I thank God for that. And, um, you know, Friday night, even in the midst, this Friday night just gone, it was a crazy night. It was just one of those nights where just, everything just like all arrives at once and we, Ezra forgot that um, he just had lost track of time he had been at basketball practice. So he gets home literally just as we're supposed to be walking out the door to get him to to Epic for the night. I've got Madison down the road. She's getting her nails done for the ball, which is highly important, right, girls? Um, And they looked fantastic, by the way. I was more excited about the ball just about than she was. (laughs) I was so living vicariously. She she looked amazing. She looked really beautiful. Um, Anyway, so... Yeah, so we um Anyway, so we this crazy night, you know, so in the end, I'm like, Madison, you're going to have to drive yourself into Epic, I've got Ezra jumping into the car, he literally had a 30 second shower, he gets into the car, he's in his underwear, he's like still dripping wet, don't tell him that I told you this, but he's, you know, and it's like, and he's, I've literally just stuffed a sausage in a bun for him for dinner, and I'm like, here, go eat this on the way, and he's throwing his clothes on, it's just like, it's just, you know, stress and tension, and you know what it is, as parents, it's like craziness, and Campbell was at home cooking dinner for him and I, which is really nice nice, yeah, a new vertical diet thing apparently, he doesn't really cook dinner unless he gets on this thing. anyway, he gets on this, uh, <laughs> this health buzz, That's awesome, thanks to Brogan, Brogan, that's all your fault, yeah, um, Anyway, so the point of all this is that we got in and I said, you know what, Ezra, I said, in all the midst of the stress, I said, let's just be thankful that it's crazy, but we're so thankful that we live this life where you get to come, rush home from basketball that you love and you get to jump in the car and go to Epic and it's just this full life. Let's be thankful. And he's like, yeah, let's be thankful. And you just start appreciating the craziness of life. Um... So anyway, on this topic, I've spent so many hours in reading and studying this from that moment when I had this revelation. And so what I want to do is just bring some principles and some points around this for you guys to be able to remember, okay, how to live a thankful life, okay? We're really big on our acronyms here at Life. So this isn't quite an acronym, but this is the A, B, and C of giving thanks, okay? I've got three points, A, B, and C, if you're taking notes. It's not the A to Z, just A, B, and C. Um, <laughs> okay, so point A, we are all, comm- we command, to give thanks in all things, all right, up on the screen. The a is the all. You can see I underlined it for you. Uh, so 1 Thessalonians 5:18 is a well-known verse where it says to th- give thanks in all circumstances. And this may seem like a tall order sometimes, particularly when you know it is that routineness or when tragedy do- tragedy does strike. It's like, oh, how do you how do you give thanks? How do you choose to give thanks? And um I think when we have to ask questions, when God gives what I would consider almost a commandment or within the Bible of give thanks in all circumstances, it's like, okay, we go back to the Word of God, and when He instructs us, there's usually a why, and there's usually a way. Okay? There's usually a why, and there's usually a way. So um, let's go right back to the beginning of the Bible. When we're looking at a principle, when we're considering and discussing a theme within the Bible, there's a, a rule called the first law of mention. Okay, and that means that you go back to the first time that that principle is, or that that theme is ever talked about, okay? And in there lies, lies some seed doctrine, I guess, some seeds around that, that remain true for that, for that theme right throughout the Bible. So for us, thankfulness, the first time the theme of thankfulness is mentioned is back in Leviticus, Leviticus chapter 7. We won't read it for sake of time. But um, in there, it talks about uh, the fact that Thanksgiving is actually a sacrifice. So it talks about the sacrifice of Thanksgiving. Okay, so God recognizes that's a sacrifice for us. Sacrifice is an act of giving up something valued for something for the sake of something else regarded as more important or worthy. So God knows when you sacrifice, He knows that there is going to be something more important that you're going to get out of it. Okay. In the Old Testament, a sacrifice meant that you brought an animal and it was killed and it was sacrificed on the altar. So God recognised that there is a dying of the flesh when we have to bring a sacrifice of thanksgiving. We're not always going to want to thank God. or We're not always going to want to be grateful for what we have, okay? But there's a dying. He recognises that it's a, it's a dying to ourselves, um, particularly, I think, when we're in the midst of those normal routine days, you know, none of us live perfect lives, okay? We all have things which aren't necessarily going our way, okay? We might have relationship breakdowns. We might have within our working life, you might not like your boss. Um, I had to apologise to Luke in the first service. They're like, I'm not talking about you, Luke. Luke's my boss. <laughs> so when I said that, I was like, that's not, that's not about you. <laughs> He's a great boss. Um... <laughs> yeah anyway um (laughs) I could say so much to that uh no it's awesome um all right those you know those days when you're not fitting your jeans right like let's keep it real when you can't quite do that top button art for you know the days the kids have left a mess over the whole house you haven't got enough money to fill the car it's been raining for four days solid all those days when tragedy does hit, you know, when we go through that really, really hard stuff, which I know there's people right here, right now, who are walking through some of those seasons. You know, in the midst of that, God still does ask us to give thanks. And the great thing is, is that in First Thessalonians, he's asked us to give thanks in all circumstances, not for all circumstances. Okay, there are always things that we can still find. In the midst of when my brother-in-law passed away, I couldn't give thanks in that season. Um, but, I, but now, in hindsight, I'm like, there was things I could have given thanks for. I could have thanked God for the fact that I had enough money to travel to the United States to support my sister throughout that funeral and give thanks for the fact that I have a beautiful niece and two nephews as a result of their marriage and, um, you know, so many things to be thankful for in the midst of all of that. And, um, you know, a so no matter what, no matter what, even if it's just that you thank God for the fact that you have oxygen in your lungs, that you've got air to breathe, you know, that there is a blue skies out there somewhere underneath all those clouds, you know, the fact that even if you don't get on with your boss, you've actually got a job, which means you've got income. Be thankful for that. Be thankful that if you don't fit your jeans, it means that you clearly have plenty of food in the house, right? <laughs> so be thankful for that. Um, be thankful for the fact that it's raining because it means that you can go to sleep with the sound of rain on your roof. Have I got anyone who's a big fan? Anyone? Yes, I know I'm a big fan. The kids are all, because I'll be like, it'll be eight o'clock at night and it starts raining. And I'm like, it's bedtime. Who's got to be Because I want to listen to the rain. Like, bit of a favorite, bit of a favorite thing. So, you know, find, just look for those things to be thankful for. All right, the benefit. B, so we've got A is be thankful in all circumstances. B is that there is a benefit for it, all right? Eucharistia, this is one of my favorite words now. Uh, it's the Greek word... For giving thanks, okay? It's a verb. It's to give thanks. So I'm going to give you a quick little Greek sort of slash English lesson around this word. You'll see in the midst of that word that there is a, in the midst of it, there's a word called car, that's charis, C H A R I S. And um, so that actually means, is the Greek for grace, the grace of God. So when we start giving thanks, we are actually releasing the grace of God in our lives. And the more that we thank him, the more that the grace and the power of God is released. Okay, the more we thank him, the more the grace and the power of God is released. Thanking is cranking the engine of your faith. That's cool, eh? Thanking is cranking the engine of your faith. And now studies also say that within um, that that also explain the word chara the word chara is held within the word eucharistio. So it's the derivative of charis. Um, now this word chara means joy. Okay? And then at the adverb, which is a little bit at the beginning of the word Eucharistia, the EU, I have no idea how to say it. It'll be something like ooh or you or I, yeah. But so that actually means uh, happiness or to prosper. So when you see the progress, when you start giving thanks, you're releasing the grace and the power of God in your life. And as a result, then there is joy and there is happiness and there is prosperity in your life. So I can amen. So I can amen for that. Yeah. Who who wouldn't want that? There, there is joy. I have, the, the key to joy is gratitude. And I honestly mean that. Don't, don't take my word for it. Go and test it for yourself. I have a number of people who have said to me over the years, they're like, you're such a joyful person. And I'm like, it's because I find things to be thankful for. And it's going to be true for every single one of us. Scientific studies as well support and show as well as that, you know, there's always, science will always back up the Word of God. And there is proven that those who have a, live a, great, a grateful life are actually happier, they're more prosperous. They're, there's a whole lot of science that proves that. It. It's amazing if you go and study it. All right, so we've got the A is being thankful in all circumstances. B is the benefit. And C is communion. All right, Jesus demonstrated the greatest act of thankfulness over the tradition he started when we take communion together. Many of you may be aware, if you've been part of traditional churches, that communion is, in traditional churches is called the Eucharist, okay, which obviously comes from the word Eucharistio. It's being thankful. Okay? And the communion ceremony, for those who don't know, is our opportunity to say thank you to God for the sacrifice that he made when he sent his son to die on the cross for us. Okay, and I, I want to, the, the word Eucharist is not used in the New Testament for the communion ceremony, but it's used by the early church. So the early church introduced it because it was the verb that was used in the accounts of the Last Supper, okay? So I want to read, read this to you of the Last Supper, Luke chapter 22, and he took bread, he gave thanks, and he broke it. And he gave it to them saying, this is my body, which is given for you, do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. And you notice, he took bread and he gave thanks. I want us to stop and consider here the enormity of what Jesus was about to encounter. He was about to go out and he knew he was about to face the most horrific deal that any human being has and ever will face. From a physical point of view, he was about to be captured by the Romans that night. And he was going to be taken. He had a crown of thorns that was placed onto his head and dug into his skull. He was going to be beaten within inches of his life. And then he would be hung on a cross. The most excruciating death that they say that known to mankind. But that paled in insignificance to the spiritual torture that he went through when he had to take my sin and your sin upon himself. And he knew that he was about to encounter all of this when he sat there in that last supper. With the twelve disciples in that upper room, and he said to them, he said, "I want to give thanks, I give thanks for the fact that i 'm about that my body is about to be broken as we break this bread, this represents my body, and as we take this this grape juice or drink this wine, this represents the blood that 's about to be shed, and I give thanks for it." Jesus set the greatest example church he set the greatest example by offering or by offering his body and by presenting this to us. Coming back to the, the ten lepers, you know, only one of them returned. And in that last verse, in that verse, he talked about Jesus said to that, that first leper, that, that one leper that returned, He said, Your faith has made you well. That word to be made well is the word sozo in Greek, and it means salvation or it means to make whole or to make new, sorry, to save, to make new, or to make whole. Nine of the lepers, or all ten of the lepers, received the physical healing, but it was only to the one who returned and gave thanks and faith that received the full, complete healing, who received the physical, the emotional, and the spiritual healing. Is that amazing, church, when you see that revelation? When you understand the fact that when we come and we thank God and we follow Jesus and the example that he set before us to give thanks, that we receive this beautiful life of joy and the great whole life that he offers us by giving thanks. In closing, I went to had the privilege of going to India when I was in my early twenties. And if I can paint the picture for you, we went there on a Jesus Heals campaign. And we would go out in the streets in the afternoon and we would talk about Jesus. We would preach the gospel and then we would pray for those who were sick. And on this particular afternoon, we were in this a village in India. It was if I can paint a picture, it was You know, the dirt roads, it had the the low, flat roofs of whitewashed buildings, people milling around, all bright colours. And this one gentleman came up to us, He he was an older man and he was dressed in white, so the white traditional Indian clothing with white pants and sort of a long white top and he had a very long white beard and he had leprosy. And uh, for anyone who knows anything about leprosy, um, you lose feeling in the extremities of your fingers and of your toes. And he came and he asked us to pray for him. So we prayed for him and Jesus did a miracle on that afternoon and he was instantly healed. Yeah. Amazing, right? And the what I can't forget, I can never forget that moment where he stood and he was like this because... Because he'd lost feeling, he could suddenly feel his fingers that he hadn't felt for years. And he started feeling his toes. They reached down, he had sandals on, and he was just feeling his toes. And the joy on his face. And he grabbed the loud hailer off one of the team members. And he started thanking God for the miracle that took place in that moment. He started thanking and thanking God. Obviously, thank the team, but it was Jesus that did the miracle. And of course, this man had plenty to be thankful for. The miracle had taken place. But so have we, church. We have so many things to be thankful for, whether it's the massive miracles or the small miracles of holding, um, you know, holding your family dear, of whether it's just appreciating the everyday things in our lives. We have a gift of being able to create a life in it of thankfulness, of being grateful, and the joy that comes as follows, and the complete whole life that we can live as a result and as the greatest example that Jesus set for us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Life. If you have questions or want to contact someone about this message, visit lifenz.org.